Welcome to the Nobody Guide to Life, where we provide tips and tools for personal growth, personal development, and your spiritual journey that you can use right now in your everyday life. I'm J.A. Plosker. You can always find out more at the thenobodyguidetolife.com, or you can check us out at Twitter and Facebook at Nobody's View, or join the Facebook group Simple Spirituality. Thank you for joining us. So many times people tell us to do what we love. And that's great. That's great when people tell us that. It's great when we get good advice. But the problem comes in when we don't really know where to start. We don't have a roadmap to achieve that success. The world is full of advice, but sometimes very short on direction. But then again, what if that direction is already in you, waiting for someone to help you access it? Sometimes we don't just need advice. We need a partner to help see it through. Well, my next guests are actually two partners on that journey. Two experts ready to guide folks to their highest potential. Debbie Maldonado and Dr. Rob Maldonado are the CEO and president of the Academy of Jungian Spiritual Psychology, providing personal development and coach training through their seminars and online courses. Dr. Rob is an internationally recognized human behavior and relationship expert with an interest in dreams, mythology, and comparative religion. And he works with children and adults with neurodevelopmental and neurodegenerative disorders. Debbie is a master Jungian life coach instructor and author of the best-selling book, Let Love In, Open Your Heart and Mind to Attract Your Ideal Partner. She writes for Inc.com and speaks on women's empowerment and leadership. Debbie and Dr. Rob have a mission to raise the personal development bar and provide a higher level of training to transform people to their true selves. And they've helped thousands of women improve their personal relationships, increase their income, create their dream business, and discover their purpose in life through their deep, multi-sensory process based on Jungian psychology and Eastern traditions. Welcome to the show, Debbie and Dr. Rob. All right. It's great to be here. Thank you. Well, this is, I think this is a first for us. We've never actually had two guests on the show. Like This is just so wonderful to have you both here. Two for the price of one. Well, it's wonderful. And you know, both of you bring such interesting, I was reading your bio and, and, and reading about your work and, and listening to some of your work. It's everywhere. It's on YouTube. You have, a, you have your podcast going mm-hmm. and your backgrounds are, are so diverse and so interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about how you made the transition from the lives you were living to this life of Jungian coaching? How did that work for both of you? Yeah. I'll let Debbie start. Okay. Well, it started with me just wondering. I was 23 years old and I was in in five weddings (laughs) and I was still single. All my friends got married and I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? Why am I not meeting the right person and always going for the wrong relationship? And so I started reading a lot of self help back in my early 20s and, you know, through my early life, just doing, trying to do seminars and, uh, in my early thirties, even trying to figure out like, what is going on? Like, and doing healing right. work and, uh, reading so many books, like every book, <laughs> love codependency. And, and I just, the more I did the work, the more I felt like something was really wrong with me, that nothing was right. changing. And I just felt so defeated. And then, um, I was in the corporate world and I got laid off and I always loved personal development. So I wanted to do something with that. So my friend who had turned and a coach encouraged me to be a hypnotherapist. Mm. And so I went for training and I started working with the unconscious part right. of the mind. And then it all made sense to me. I was like, okay, it's more than just thinking positive. There's something deeper right. in us. And then, um, I met Rob and 
then I still felt that there was something more. I felt like I was just fixing symptoms as a hypnotherapist. And Rob introduced me to Jungian psychology, which is more of a depth psychology, actually looking at the mind more than just a repository of memories and and programs. It's it's actually alive, our unconscious, and um, doing shadow work and things like that. And it really helped build such a a broader base of, of what I knew about psychology and I said, why don't you help me teach um, this work uh, to the single people we're working with? And so I invited Rob to do a couple classes and people loved it. And then that was uh, six years ago. And we, you know, he, he'll tell you this side <laughs> of the story, but we created the system and a coaching model that's not about healing or making someone feel bad that they don't have anything going right in their life. We help people be empowered to know that the answers are right within them. And if they just knew how to work with their mind, they would be able to create whatever they wanted right. in their life. And so we, uh, we, we created this program and um, we actually started training coaches in wow. our system. So I'll let Rob tell you his side of the okay. story. You're up, you're yeah, up, okay. Dr. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I let her hypnotize me, so <laughs> I think that's where it all began for me. Uh, no, I, I come from a Latin culture, so uh, I was used to thinking about dreams and, and the, the psyche in a, in a different way. Kind of, we, we, you know, I always felt there was a live uh, history and dreams and magic. Was, it was always part of uh, my life, you know, especially when I was very young. Uh, then when I started to go to, to college, uh, I wanted to get the, the scientific perspective. I wanted to get a good grounding on, okay, what do we know about the brain and the way it works? So I went into neuropsychology. I got a master's in clinical psychology, did a lot of work in therapy uh, with kids and families. And, and I got interested at that time, really uh, what was coming in and as far as the research was genetics and epigenetics right. and looking at uh, how those elements impact behavior right. how much do they, how much do they control our behavior and uh, so i went to, into a phd program and focused on neurodevelopmental disorders and that gave me a pretty good grounding on you know what do we know as far as the human being the mind the psyche what's going on um, and Jungian psychology was really the, the piece that stood out right. for me because he really thought about culture, uh, ancient wisdom, uh, like uh, the wisdom we have from the Upanishads, from yoga, and incorporated into into a, uh, a current psychology, right? right? A, a psychodynamic model of what is going on in us as far as our human psyche. And, um, you know, when I met Debbie, she introduced me to coaching and that little light bulb went off in my head because here was a delivery system where we could reach anybody on the planet now through the technology. And if we could develop a, a coaching model based on everything we know about consciousness, uh, Jungian psychology, uh, as well as uh, the mindset of uh, abundance and uh, you know, uh, how to help entrepreneurs and business people develop themselves and deliver it in a coaching model, meaning a non-clinical, non-therapy model, uh, then we had something new. It was something 
that needed to be present and needed to come into this world. And, and uh, yeah, we've been doing it now for six, wow. six years. And it, it's been an incredible ride. The, the response has really been incredible. We have students all over the world and we travel um, all over the world. And it's, uh, uh, it's an incredible time to be here. I love your story because when, when I saw you two, and I, you know, I saw your work and it was just so interesting how it, it all seemed to melt together in, in, in just the right timing and just the perfect way. And so you seemed in a lot of ways to be living the truth of what you were coaching others to do. And I think that's, that's a really important point, especially on this coaching journey, you know, because you really want to find, we, we had a coach on a few weeks ago, we were talking about ideas of authenticity and trust. And it seems like you bring the experience you're trying to help others achieve, you bring it to the room with you as, as a couple. And I found that really interesting. Have you found people really responding to that, the, the authenticity of what you do together? You know, one of the things people say is, I love that you don't, you're not these hyped up right. speakers right. that are like, rah, 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 right. and, you know, making people jump up and down <laughs> and, and punch your fist into the air and say affirmations. Like, they're like, you're just real. Right. And they, what they, people that see us on the, either on the video or on, um, on, you know, in person and they meet us, they're like, you're exactly as I thought you would be. You're just a normal, you know, like you're so easy to connect with. And I think it's because of the work that we do is that Young talks about the mask that right. people wear and a lot of coaches feel like they have to put on this mask and they have to be something that they're not in order to get people to like them. And they're, they're not really true to themselves. And, um, and I think through this work, we're just so transparent that it's almost to a fault sometimes of just <laughs> who we are and we don't try to we're not trying to impress anyone we're just trying to be who we are and, and really love what we do that it just comes across and i think a lot of people that especially if you're a coach we we encourage you to just be who right. you are because people like that it's refreshing what's an example of that how that comes out in your work what's an example of how your authenticity shows up if if people were to take a course from you or to listen to a seminar to take one of your specific trainings that I, I see you have online. What is an example of the tone of that seminar? How does your authenticity come through in that? Well, for me, I, I talk about my prop, my, yeah. I joke around about my right. past and I'm very transparent about the things that happened even recently, things I've learned. And uh, I just, I just kind of a down to earth type of uh, way of communicating. I know young uh, in psychology can be a little um, highbrow. If you went to a lot of our clients will go to like the Jungian center and be like, Oh my God, they're speaking this <laughs> very dry academic language. And so we're just average, you know, not average people. I mean, I guess we're all extraordinary, but we just talk to you in a, a real way and we're not trying to yeah. really impress you. And actually I think what happens is that when you do the process, you let go of the, the mask that you're, you used to wear and the real you, true you comes right. out as well. And, and it lets us get closer to you. I mean, it allows mm -hmm. our clients uh, and people even just do our courses. They feel like they know us. They feel um, open and more um, receptive to yeah. what we have to teach. And I think that's a part of it too. It's like a puzzle piece you fit right. together. Right. Yeah, I also think that for us, it's not about having all the answers. You know, we don't try to give people answers directly and say, okay, here's how to think or here's what you need to do. But it's more an approach to your own right. mind. How do you access your own wisdom? You know, what are the questions that you need to ask yourself 
uh, given the place where you're at and what you want to create in right. your life. I know part of your coaching uh, training is being available to the people who are working with you. It feels very genuine. It does. And I'm, I'm really glad that you're able to point out how people coming to your training can really see that in you. But how do you bring that out in the people that are training with you? Using this Jungian model, how would you encourage a future coach to access their own authenticity? Jung talks about individuation, which is what, uh, what most people know as self-actualization. Okay. So, but it, it's an internal process where instead of looking outward at the, uh, let's say, at the objects in our life and, and the goals that we have externally, we start to turn the mind inward into where is that desire coming right. from? Where, where are my inspirations coming from? And that turning inward then starts uh, like it, it kicks off an innate process that's already set up mm. in us, in every human being, that pulls us towards individuation. And, and it's very much like riding a wave. You don't have to figure it out consciously. You don't have to make all the decisions and choices in a conscious way. You just have to pay attention to what arises from the unconscious. So we use dream work a lot because the dreams, they, they kick into higher gear mm -hmm. and the coach uh, trainee begins to have very powerful dreams that are directly speaking to what their work is about in this world. What is their purpose? What is their higher purpose? And when we talk about the, the mask, the, you know, the persona, as Young, would call, Young uh, called it, uh, the, most of us don't even realize that we have right. a persona, that we, we think we're, we're right. who we are and our history. And, um, and we've lived our whole life trying to protect that identity. And so we build up walls against other people and mm. not allowing us to get close to people, projecting uh, our things that we reject about ourselves on other people and we don't realize right. we're doing it. And what happens when we have people do the shadow work, that's the initial step, is to see what's in their personal unconscious that they, they are pushing away, they're rejecting about themselves, that they're, that's causing a lot of um, like obstacles in their life. They start to really, it's like, it's a deeper, like someone asked us today on one of our, our uh, podcasts or on a Facebook group about self-love. Right. And a lot of people think self-love is like loving the personality. Mm -hmm. But we're saying a full acceptance of every part of us. Like we are angry, we get frustrated, we get jealous. We we have all these emotions, and we don't need to push any of that away. It's accept that the human nature is the way it is. But that's not who we are. It's just basically who we've been conditioned right. to be, and going deeper into who we are. And then when they realize that, they we start to realize how much alike right. we all are. And I think the students have this bond. Like they're so transparent with each yeah. other. And like, there's not a lot of crying <laughs> pillows. We don't do any of that. It's very positive. It's really about letting go of that needing to fix that personality and allowing naturally the, the true self, which is like, I think what you think about the blank slate, I think of it as the full right. potential. It's everything and nothing. It's like not definable. Mm -hmm. And when you stop defining yourself with all these personality labels, you're free to be who you are meant to be. And I think that's what we've been doing with this work ourselves, which allows us to just be ourselves with people. And then I think 
like the gurus, they pass the knowledge, uh, transmit the knowledge to right. the student. And so people that do our programs, they, they kind of innately, like you said, it kicks in the process and they start to have like a softer view of themselves. They look at the world and themselves with right. softer eyes. Sometimes we get into this discussion of what distinguishes maybe coaching from therapy, from just a tough love session from a friend. And what you said really <laughs> resonates right. there because I think really what we're trying to do in, in this space, in this clear space of personal growth and spiritual development is, is create a softer eye. When we can forgive ourselves for perceived faults, whether or not they're faults, we, mm -hmm. when we can forgive ourselves for a few false starts that we perceive that we've made we are more apt to go yeah. back to the start and try again and not give up. And that's, mm -hmm. that's like, you know, we opened the show talking about having a partner, an accountability partner in some ways. That's the sense that I get of, of what you do is gently holding people accountable for doing this work. Mm -hmm. Yes, very much so. And it's also about giving people permission mm. to express their own I love inspiration. Yeah, and trust in their, their own ideas and their own motivations and you know it's all there already uh, we our minds are so incredible when you think about it uh, we we have such power in us such poetry such uh, dreams and mythology already right. in our minds uh, but we have to tune into it we have to cultivate it very much like a garden we have to create the conditions for it to grow and if we can do that then the person blossoms of their own accord basically in their own nature what does that look like if someone were to be coached by a jungian coach trained in your way what would that look like to them how would they experience this growth and i know it's different for everybody but what tools would yeah. you access to help them to reach that state of creativity and authenticity well first of all we have them identify like where right. they are what they're what they're um what they're really, how they define themselves, their personality. And we teach them, uh, you know, just the general process of that. You are not who right. you think you are. You're much deeper than that. And many, many people that come to us, they're spiritual. They have some spiritual beliefs. They, they understand higher self and whatever term they use, universe. And, um, and then we have them examine and we go through what we call the, the first step is the shadow work. And it's the thing when we choose a personality, uh, say we want to be kind, we want to be uh, successful, we want to be loved, the shadow is the opposite of, uh, of, of what we reject. So we reject being unloved, we reject being alone, we reject uh, being right. mean. Um, and then all these things that we create this personality to get, what we're doing is we're bringing the opposite with us. And so we're, we're really having them see both sides of the coin that you're, 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 you're trying to be successful, but you're bringing right. back with you. You're trying to be, you're, you're trying to be kind, but then you're suppressing this other part of yourself that's afraid to be mean. And then you end up being right. a pleaser. And so we see how that, how this personality that your ego built up is, is, is good. It helps you survive but it's not gonna help you get where you right. wanna go. And so they, we, the first thing we ask them is who's triggered right. you? <laughs> to name a person that triggered you. And this is a really quick three sentence, three uh, question uh, that anyone can do. Think of someone who triggered you recently. Uh, think about three things that you would describe that person as. So say it's someone at the Starbucks that cut in front of you, you say they were rude, they were pushy, and they were um, uncaring, right. you know, like selfish. 
and then say, okay, now how do you avoid being like that person? Well, I'm nice and I'm caring and I'm, you know, I let people, you know, I'm considerate and all those things. And okay, now the third question is, how does that limit your hmm. life? And then they start to see this kind of this label of caring and this label of being nice and this label of being generous is actually interesting because then you can't ask for what you want sometimes because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings or come across as selfish. And so all that stuff in your shadow builds up. And then there's a lot of energy that is not being expressed because there's a part of you that wants to ask for things and wants to set your boundaries. But then there's other part of you, the conflict is, but I can't because I don't want right. to be mean. And so we have them, that's just an example, but that's, we start to see what the inner conflict is that stops them from really fully expressing. It's like a lid on a boiling pot. Eventually something's right. going to break. And, um, and at, at about 30, 35, people stop, people start the individuation process, right. whether they like it or not. And this, it, that it's time to let go of those old labels and, and stop being defined right. by those labels. Because if you think about it, what is nice is subjective. What is mean right. is subjective. And then these stories that we tell ourselves aren't really, or that are driving our behavior and limiting our life aren't really, um, are really real. And then they start to, so it's not that you could, you don't, you shouldn't go out and be mean, but you want to have that be a right. choice instead of unconsciously being driven to shut up and be quiet and not right. make waves. And so that's how someone starts to become more authentic because the most inauthentic thing is to be super nice when you really don't <laughs> want to, because you're afraid that someone is going to be right. mad at you. And so that you end up being like a lot of women say this angry person right. inside that never lets right. come out. Right. I, and so we, that's how that one of the processes, I mean, we start with that. That's very basic, but that's like kind of the first step. And it's very powerful. Well, I, I was just going to say, that it sounds like, I mean, you could spend lifetimes just working on that piece. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, how do you find people react to, because I think sometimes people uh, shy away from a coaching session or a therapy session because, or, or even a hypnotherapy session, because they're not sure they want to face what's going to come up. It's mm -hmm. not that they deny they have issues because we all do. <laughs> it's, it's just this, we don't want to look in that mirror. So how do you find that people react to that exercise? You know, Jung says that, it, that facing your shadow requires great moral mm. courage. And I never really understood what he meant by that until I went through right. it myself. <laughs> uh, it requires uh, people that they understand that there's or, or at least they have a hint or, or a premonition that there's something more to them, that there's something more than where they've gotten to. And so they trust that, okay, if you guys have some tools or some, some uh, techniques that can get me there, uh, I'm going to trust you and, and I'm going to do the shadow right. work. Sometimes I think they don't, they come when they're, there's, they feel like they've mm. tried everything and their, their life is still right. not working. And it's the urgency to either find love or get their business off the ground or start you know, living their purpose. They feel that kind of, they feel the, the traps right. of that and they're yeah. willing to do whatever it takes. It's like someone who doesn't take care of their health until they get like something, you know, something happens and they're like, you know, I'm going to take care right. of this now. Um, but I, I think what happens is that um, people just have this moment where they're ready and then they're, they, they find us and mm -hmm. it's just kind yeah. of a, a 
beautiful thing. And a lot of times they come to us, they didn't expect that you should have a work. They're like, oh, you, you're helping me love. And I can have a business. I can reach my dreams. And, and they're like, I didn't realize how, how intense and deep it was, but they all say it's, it's life changing. I mean, it's yeah. never, their life has never been the same and they're so happy about it. The, the family relationships change, relation with their parents, their children, uh, relationship with their partners. I mean, everything starts to change when you realize what you're projecting and you're more in control of your life. It's yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, so the, the moral courage part comes in when you're ready to accept full responsibility. Right, um, right. Right, that, that you can no longer blame your parents. You can't say, well, I had a bad childhood and therefore I have, a, you know, I give myself permission to mess up and to screw up. No, you're here, you're conscious, you have the ability to create your life you know why right. not do it if you are willing to accept full responsibility for your life you're very capable of doing it no matter what happened in your past and that acceptance is transformative mm -hmm. it, it really gives you uh, it, it puts the power back in your mind in your consciousness to where you're not externalizing it anymore you're not projecting it and saying if only I, you know that hadn't happened to me if only I had a better boss, if only I could find a better job, whatever, you know, you're projecting. The economy right. is better. Yeah, it, it, it goes away. Now you have the power to create your right. life. And it's, it, it's a type of rebirth. It's a type of, you know, a new way of seeing the world and perceiving. Right. And I'm sure, you know, that that can be pretty scary. I mean, we, you know, on this show, we talk about <laughs> tips and tools to, to get you started to or to reinvigorate that path. And they can lead to some pretty intense places. Even doing something as small mm -hmm. as committing to a meditation practice for five minutes a day, <laughs> it can open up Absolutely. worlds. And it sounds mm -hmm. like the advantage of, of working with a Jungian trained coach is that when these dreams come up, when these feelings come up, you can really do a deep dive into how they relate to your circumstances now and how they define your narrative. And it sounds mm -hmm. to me like what you're saying is you can really change your narrative if you have the courage yes that's it and well, I, I, another thing too with the dreams is that you'll find that the dream work it's like your unconscious is creative it's not this like res, uh, kind of repository of just thoughts and beliefs and your kid reprogram it's actually very creative mm -hmm. so it's actually helping you and the more you pay attention to your dreams even if this is a great tip if, if you remember your dreams write them down and read, just read them. You might not right. know what they mean, but you, that it, it, it does something. Young said that if you just even read them, it changes your dynamic of your psyche and it opens it up. Wow. So the dream really is like we have these presenting dreams our clients have of like crossing over an ocean and you know going on a journey. And it's like the mind is going, right. yes, yes, let's go. <laughs> We're right. ready. I've been sitting here waiting for you to get out of that uh, that rut and, and really live. And uh, then your inner world becomes mm. so rich that you're not grasping for every little sense pleasure in the external world and you're really fully living. And that's why I think the miracle of this work is it's not just to get to a certain point, it's the, it's the experience of your own mind. And it's just profound. People have wake up in their dreams now and they'll be interpreting their dreams while wow. they're still sleeping. You know, they'll have these amazing, <laughs> experiences and it's not that we're doing anything magical to them it's what rob said we're, we're born to do this we're we're meant to do this 
we're all um, have the mechanisms in our mind to do this. So it, it doesn't feel like heavy work. We don't have them like write down goals and, you know, journal a lot. It's more about being more aware of their own self. It's really powerful. How are you bringing this together? You have a new program called Her Hidden Power. So mm -hmm. what is that? How do you bring this work now and focus it on that program? Well, Her Hidden Power is actually a free course. It's a three video course uh, that we did um, earlier this year. And it's basically takes you through the first steps of you have something you want in your life and we teach you how to hold the vision. I mean, it's some of it's pretty basic, but the way we teach it is a right. little different. And some of our long-term clients are like, oh my God, this, I was taking so many <laughs> notes in that, that program because it was just really very clear. And then we also talk about the shadow a little more and I, we have a shadow worksheet that you can take and ask the questions and some other questions I have uh, for that. So it's really a cool, uh, anyone who's, needing to go somewhere uh, and not getting there it's it's a way to get unstuck and it's a great course so it's herhiddenpower.com just takes you there and you just sign up and you get a video every day and it'll take you through the wow process. i love that and, and be ready for something intense right <laughs> well I, it, it, intense yes in yes day. yes <laughs> We don't want to scare people, but it isn't, it isn't as scary as we think. Yeah. I think the scariest part is the resistance before yes. we step in that we think if I, if I open up my mind, something, you know, really terrible right. is going to come out and then we realize it's just right. free. Like when we're kids and there's a monster under the bed. Yeah. Right. And we realize there's no monster. Well, that's why that point right there that you just made about it's intense, but it's not scary. That's the point. Mm -hmm. And for all my listeners out there, here it is. That's the reason why I ask this next question of all my guests, because I always ask, what's a tip or tool you can share with our listeners to help them on their path of personal and spiritual growth? And I ask that question because I want people to know that no matter who we are, no matter where we come from, there's always one simple thing we can do. And if you take that one small step, it's less scary. And so I really am interested to know from, from each of you, what's one tip or tool besides the dream journal, which is a fantastic idea, by the way, what's something that you can provide to us that we can use right when this podcast is over to help us grow? Uh, I would say one of the main ideas that uh, helped me in the beginning was this idea that the world, uh, the way I, I am experiencing it as an individual is a reflection of my own psyche. That idea, if it, and, and be free or feel free to question it, to test it, but just, you know, move towards it, open it up and ask yourself, well, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. You know, that everything around me is reflecting my own mind. Um, you know, it's, it kind of puts uh, that big question mark right at the center of my awareness and it starts that that inner examination right like socrates said the unexamined life right. is not worth living and and that's what we have to do we have to examine you know how did i get here what it what what am i really doing in this in this thing called right. life and taking that 100 percent responsibility right. and that's the nobody concept of who would i be mm -hmm. if i wasn't so sure who i was who could I mm -hmm. actually be? That's a really, that's a really powerful tip. Just seeing the world as a mirror is what, how we say it on this mm -hmm. show, but it's so powerful when you, when you say it like yes. that. And Debbie, would you have a tip for people? Yes. Um, I, you know, I believe, and I'm sure you do too, that 
we are born of unlimited mm. potential. We can do whatever we want. We can have right. whatever we want. And the only thing, like Rob said, what you see in the world is what your mind believes is your limitation. So I always ask someone, if you um, knew that what you desire, what you desire, whether you want true love, whether you want a great purpose, success, abundance, if you knew that the divine in you had that same desire and wanted to live that out and there was nothing in the way of you having it, how would you act if it was wow. inevitable that you would get that? How would you act? Because I think most people act as if maybe it's right. possible yeah. or I might have to work hard to get it or I'm going to work really hard and, you know, chance is going to intervene. But what if it was absolutely inevitable? What decision can you make today that would be different? And I think I guarantee there's something you would do if you knew it was inevitable and all you had to do was take some action wow. toward it. That's that's a very, very, very <laughs> powerful step, because, again, it can be something small. You know, if I mm -hmm. knew that enlightenment was just around the corner, maybe I'd meditate more. If I knew that mm -hmm. a good friendship was one more phone call away, maybe I'd make myself more available to people. That's a very mm -hmm. powerful tool because it sets a very broad horizon, but it starts with a very specific action. And I, yeah. I think that's yeah. fantastic. And so with those amazing tools, that brings us to the <laughs> end of this episode of the Nobody Guide to Life. Thank you so, so much, Debbie and Dr. Rob. Thank you so much for being on the show. Our pleasure. You're welcome and keep up the good work. Thank you. And I want to remind our listeners, the value of a partner on this road of personal and spiritual growth is powerful. And sometimes we need to look to the wisdom of the mind as well as the spirit to find that guidance. Maybe we need to uncover our masks or admit that there's a side of us that if we acknowledge it instead of hide it, can propel us forward in ways we never could imagine. You can find out more about Debbie and Dr. Rob's work at D-E-B-I-A-N-D-D-R-R-O-B.com. I'm going to spell that out because it's DebbieAndDrRob.com or at HerHiddenPower.com. There's lots of amazing stuff there. There's lots of free content there. There's lots of inspiration there. Those links will be in our show notes at TheNobodyGuideToLife.com. And remember, you can always find out more about what we're doing at TheNobodyGuideToLife.com or you can reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook at Nobody's View or join the Facebook community, Simple Spirituality. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please consider a review or a subscription. We'd really appreciate it. Keep practicing and have a good week.